Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. take just a second and acknowledge that the Lord shares his intentions with us you know we have a whole book a whole book filled with God's intentions toward mankind and if that's not enough if we will engage with him and and, you know actually get quiet in his presence He still speaks to us personally about our own individual lives. Many people joke that they wish life came with an instruction manual because, let's be honest, life is hard. Life can be confusing and even painful at times. Luckily for us, we have the Bible. The Bible is the very instruction manual that so many are looking for. The Bible has wisdom for all of life's experiences. Now, here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the book of Genesis, chapter 19, as they continue their message, Sneaky Spirit of Smallness. It's not immediately clear if, if he recognized the men as being angels and possibly the Lord himself, or, or if this was just Middle Eastern hospitality. It was just his way of greeting them to show, you know, a friendly greeting. But but then we see that the angels leave toward Sodom and Gomorrah, and we're given a little bit of a window into the Lord's private thoughts, his private reasoning here. In Genesis 18, verse 17, we're told, and the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Now, we need to take just a second and acknowledge that the Lord shares his intentions with us. You know, we have a whole book, a whole book filled with God's intentions toward mankind. And if that's not enough, if we will engage with him and, and, you know, actually get quiet in his presence, he still speaks to us personally about our own individual lives. And this, this right here is God's clearly expressed reason for the covenant which he initiated with Abraham. Genesis 18, 19 says, for I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Now, Lot was a part of that whole thing. He was a part of that same covenant, and so are we in Christ, the Bible says. We have been grafted in. We have been made a part of this. But then in the next minute, God reveals his plan for destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. In Genesis 18, 20, he says he's going to do it because their sin is very grave. But then Abraham 
because of Lot, his nephew, begins negotiating with God. And they agree that if God can find 10 righteous men, he won't destroy the cities. Genesis 19.1 says, Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening. Notice now there are only two, by the way. And Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Here now, my lords, please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. And then you may rise early and go on your way. And they said, No. We'll spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly. So they turned in to him and entered his house. Then he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. And, you know, at first glance, it really looks kind of like Abraham's response to these men. But there's a significant difference here. You see, they found Lot at the gate of Sodom. And remember, in the ancient world, the gates or the gate of the city, well, that was where the leaders gathered to hear disputes, to pass judgment on criminal cases, whatever the case may be. It was like a, it was more than a city council, but it was kind of like a, a, a city council of elders. They would, they had a meeting place at the gate of the city. And that's where Lot was. He's gotten extremely comfortable there in Sodom. But, but still the angels agree to come into his home and, and enjoy his hospitality for the night. Yeah, we kind of forgot to say there was not 10 righteous people in that city. Oh. That's why they're there. They're going to go destroy it. But this is where it shifts. This is where we begin to camp out. Because what we're interested in is the character of Lot and what happened to him in this context, because what, what we'll begin to see is just how reduced he has become from walking in tandem with Abram to a very different character at this point. So in Genesis 19 verses four through eight, just look at what happens. Before they laid down, like the men, the angels who have come to his house now, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. And they called to Lot and said to him, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring, us, bring them out to us that we may know them carnally, which means all these people from every quarter, is, they're planning to gang rape these angels. So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him and said, please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. See, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let me bring them out to you, that you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. And this is where it's just like so, like, just bewildering. We need to understand that the hospitality in his, in his culture of taking somebody under the room is like something we can probably not even imagine. There is such high honor attached to hospitality. It stands and falls on how you treat your guests in much of this ancient world. And so if somebody offends anyone under your roof, it is you they're offending. And if you have any honor at all, you will defend your guests with everything, right? So that, that value we can sort of understand. But what about the value of protecting your children? your virgin daughters. What makes a man of covenant, who was, under the co who was with Abraham when the covenant first was instituted, willing to sacrifice his daughters because his own honor tied to hospitality 
seems to matter more. What, 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 what makes that happen? That's what we're so curious about. And if you can see it, or for me, we hear kind of this pathetic pleading, like, oh, please. And, and like, you were sitting this afternoon in the council meeting, and now you are begging as a man with no authority. To these men you supposedly lead in the city, you, you have a, a supposed authority and- A seat of honor. A seat of honor. What happened to his character be so hollow that he had nothing with that? We can, like for us, we're like, okay, I can see why the sin of Sodom was so grave. If the whole, if all the men, young and old, big and small, come to gang raped a visitor like fresh blood, we can see that that's bad. But what happened to Lot, whom God called righteous? as we will see, and, and, and just, we're just building basically a, a portrait of how far he has corroded. So jump ahead to verse 14, and I wanna see how not only do the men not respect him, but look at his daughter's fiancés. In verse 14, Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who had married his daughters. They were betrothed to them, which is why they were still virgins, and said, get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But to his sons-in-laws, he seemed to be joking. He's become a joke even to his family, even to his sons-in-law. Nobody's taking him seriously. Yeah. So, so now, we, it was just to portray that, but so now we're back with the men pleading with sex with these strangers that they don't know are angels, and Lot is trying to appease them. Oh, no, no, have my virgin daughters. That's way better in that. And even their betrothed husbands don't take him seriously. And then in verse, nine, in verse 9, all the men of the city said to him, stand back. Then they said, this one came in to stay here, and he keeps acting as a judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them, meaning we'll gang rape you first. So they pressed hard against the man, Lot, and came near to break down the door. You know, I think it's difficult for most of us, for all of us, to, to even imagine this. You know, every man in the city is now at his door. I mean, it would have been incredibly intimidating and frightening to the, to, you know, to the very best of us. It would have been a humiliating experience to, to have this position of authority. That's all we have time for today on Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. We're so glad you joined us, and we hope you'll be back next Friday at this same time. Each time you tune in, you'll hear from God's Word, learn what His heart is for you and your brothers and sisters in Christ, and how you can put His love into practice in your community. You'll hear from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth and other exciting guest speakers as we navigate the reality of the church in this modern world. If you'd like to listen to additional Community Night teachings, visit MainThingRadio.com today. You'll find our archive of these messages, as well as the Monday through Thursday verse-by-verse teachings from Pastor Robert. You'll also be able to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Do you live in Miami Beach? If so, we'd love to see you this Sunday at Calvary, Miami Beach. Join us at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., or at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study with Pastor Robert. 
We're also live streaming all of our services on our church website and Facebook Live. Find out more at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to the church website. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio.